It is Wednesday, December 22nd, and you are listening to Run That Back. I am Scott Bunn. And I am Tom Chalmers, and this is your Indie Sports Radio. Yeah, and we're talking about sports. We are. There, there may be sports that are happening. Still some? Question mark. We'll be talking like sports? this a lot. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, there. It, it's a strange Get time. Get the last the- dance ready. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. That is a reference to how did... Your sports talk show last when there was absolutely right. no sports. Thankfully, we had a 27 hour Michael Jordan. I wouldn't say that I miss asking, How are you filling your sports void? Yes. As we did for many, many weeks yeah. um, in the early quarantine times. <laughs> yes. There's no pre, there's just <laughs> yes. uh, versions. Um, yeah, it's yeah, like the 100 Years War. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but um, yes, yeah, so the NHL has sort of postponed its season. Uh, they, they've announced that NHL players will not be participating in the Winter Olympics, which again kind of feels like a kind of a terrible idea to be having people from all over the world going to one place. That'd yeah, be cold. Yeah, be fine. I, yeah, I mean, uh, so we could put that aside. The NFL has had to postpone games. We've now seen, you know, lots of people going on the COVID yes. list. Uh, NBA is, um, you know, sort of staggering through postponing lots of games they have a longer season it's not as uh uh short as the as the nfl has to deal with so there's just a lot of weirdness again uh, in the world but we are just talking about sports right now uh, and the premier league uh you know i was talking about tottenham hotspur the spurs they're like super spreader spurs mm-hmm. it, it felt like <laughs> for a while there so uh yeah it's uh it's happening uh, including your Wake Forest Demon Deacons do not know who they're playing in their bowl game because I, Texas A&M has too many players on the COVID list. I, I heard a rumor already that it might be Illinois, but um, the big thing is like, I was like, do we win by default? <laughs> like, can we hang that banner? You know, I'll take it. I'll take the COVID <laughs> default banner. Um, the Gator Bowl, which we will be talking a little bit about. Yep. Um, some some bowl games, and more specifically, what we enjoy, um, what they're called, where they take place, and somehow <laughs> how the corporate sponsorship <laughs> can have ironic uh, connections to the event they've chosen to hang their name on. That's right. And yeah. then we um, we also will have a guest a little bit later talking about. Uh, a sporting event that happened in Asheville recently. Yes, we're excited about that. So yeah, we uh, we have some bowl games um, yeah. that are coming up. It is bowl game season, um, and yeah, this is a tradition now on this program, formerly known as mm-hmm. uh-huh Syndrome, and now um, called Run That Back. Um, and so you've looked at some of the current bowls, yes. and I thought I'd look a little bit further back for our most effed up and weird bowl names. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is a perfect introduction to what this show is really about. Like, yes. You can listen to the other sports shows that will actually break down the bowl <laughs> games, whereas we like to talk about the names, locations, and sponsors. We'll be yeah. breaking up laughing at the names. Yes. Yeah. So and I was sort of reminded to do so because uh, App State, yes. um, you, you know, who's enjoyed a, a good run in their, in their football program over there, recent stretch of years um they played their bowl game the other day uh, so i you know stopped and was like oh cool app state uh and then right away i was like okay it's the roofclaim.com boca raton bowl uh, i was like that is just fun to say is it <laughs> what is that <laughs> i what is, yeah the boca raton bowl let's start there like the actual name uh, of the i bowl. believe i said boca raton raton <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I made a specific choice. Um, I would guess roofclaim.com is where you go to get help with your roofing. Uh, on to underwriting there, our next underwriter, yeah. roofclaim.com. Um, yes. So that one just like, okay. And then one thing I did notice, um, and I even went to look up some of that on the NCA site, they didn't list really any of the sponsors. They mm-hmm. just sort of listed the name of the bowl game. Right. And they're like, I guess we'll figure out who's going to put their name on this later. Right. So in many cases, it's just kind of called, you know, where it's taking place. Mm. So the Boca Raton Bowl or the Myrtle Beach Bowl or mm-hmm. otherwise, they're just like, well, here's where it is. Yeah. This, this we can say loosely <laughs> certainty <laughs> right now um and then they go ahead and add some on so um yeah so that already happened unfortunately app state uh did not win mm. it was ex- exciting uh, offensive game they lost to western kentucky 59 to 38 and the quarterback for western kentucky basically set these all-time records for uh touchdown passes and and yards and things wow. um, so uh they, they went up against someone who, who was really uh quite good but again, another good season to feel good about for for App State, and um, yeah, they just uh, <laughs> we've already had the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Okay. So I'm not sure if uh, so. Do Radiant Technologies give you independence? Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what the connection is. One of the historical ones that I found was one I didn't actually have to find. It's uh, when I was a freshman at Wake Forest. Wake to, went to their first bowl game in a long time. This was in 1992. Um, and they went to the Poulon Weed Eater Independence Bowl. Yes. Where, you know, so I I think Radiance Technology yes. is an upgrade, but is it? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so you can have something that is specific and is you know, kind of uh, tied into a particular industry, but there's also the Jimmy Kimmy LA Bowl. Was that was that Jimmy Kimmel? Yes, the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Blow. Yeah, because he was. I saw him playing clarinet for uh, Oregon State. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It was Utah State who won over Oregon State. So uh, I'm glad he found his way into the marching band. I I kind of like it. I sure. I kind of like Jimmy Kimmel doing his own. I think there game. should be more vanity projects uh, <laughs> applied to this world. Yes. Um, so yeah, that, that one uh, made a lot of sense. <laughs> what if there's the Robert Blake like <laughs> FedEx Bowl <laughs> or something like that? Like, what is the worst celebrity that could sponsor? And he just sits in the band and everyone's just really uncomfortable. <laughs> like, oh my god, he's gonna murder us at any yes. minute. So I uh, wait for that one. Uh, this was just uh, yesterday, I believe. The the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Um, okay. Which it was uh, Wyoming and Kent State, but they do a sort of a cool thing. So the winning team dumps a bucket of French fries yeah. over the coach instead of Gatorade. That is awesome. Yes. I, I, I do love that. Hey, can I throw in one? Yes, please. From history. Uh, the Bad Boy Mo- Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Right. Um, do yeah. you remember that one? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay. Uh, you that- said it as if you were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, because uh, the the Gasparilla Bowl is again, so that is a place. Yeah. So Gasparilla is in Florida, and uh, if I can, uh, f- oh, so yeah, this year it's the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. <laughs> okay. Which I think is sort of interesting that a mortgage company is basically uh, the sponsor of a bowl that is named after a marauding pirate. <laughs> right. <laughs> And that is the whole idea behind the segment. Yes, I know. Scott laughed, and that, that's why we're here. 
Um, I thought some interesting kind of contrast. I really enjoyed. There is uh, already happened. There is the tropical smoothie cafe Frisco bowl. Uh, oh, but you have to say it kind of in a jaunty like. <laughs> yes. Yes. Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. That's it. Yes, um, that's the voice I Hello wanted. Frisco, yes, which I thought had a certain feel to it, which is in, in, in stark opposition to the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Yes, I had Lockheed Martin as one of mine. Yes, I had that on my list as well. That's awful. <laughs> you know? well, it's just so Which I love the teams also. It is uh, Army versus Missouri, <laughs> yes. which I think you have to say it that way if it's going to be the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces it, Bowl. It should be the, the USS Missouri. Yeah, the Dwight D. Eisenhower warns of the military industrial <laughs> complex armed forces ball. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, other ones from, from history that uh, yeah. made you go, This huh? is a good one. Uh, the EV1.net Houston ball. I mm. don't know what EV1.net is, but I mean, it, we're getting into like Star Wars character droid names, you know? <laughs> Yes. Again, so there are some that, that make sense. There is the ServPro First Responder Bowl. Mm-hmm. ServPro is the company that comes and basically, if you have fire or water damage yep. in your house, um, they'll make things better again. So connecting that with the First Responder Bowl, that makes sense. Yeah. Good job. Well yeah. done. No irony there. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, another again, just they just sort of named him after where they're going to be. Um, so there is the Fenway Bowl, mm-hmm. which uh, obviously was played in Fenway and in. Yep. And, 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 uh, Boston, Mass. Uh, it is the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Uh, that that lost me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, because when I, I think of Boston, I think of spicy sushi. Yes. Yeah. Well, I do have one from history. One more from history that kind of fits. Uh, so, in Phoenix, Arizona, from 1947 to 1955, yes, the Salad Bowl. Nice. I mean, it's perfect. It should be that. And now, of course, it would be the like. What is a, a green eats or, you know, or like the whole food salad bowl, yes. you know, like Fun that's, fresh. that's what it should be. Yeah. Uh, those are good. Sometimes I like the choice of teams. Like I mentioned, I thought army versus Missouri in yes. that bowl was particularly good. So we have, do have the Duke's Mayo Bowl mm-hmm. or the Dunk's Mayo Bowl as a, it, isn't that right here in, in, um, North Carolina. Right. And I appreciate that it is North Carolina versus South Carolina yes, in a... the Duke's Mayo Bowl, as it should be. Yeah. And, and like, so what they should do is the winner of that plays the winner of the Hymans. Uh, what's, what's the other Mayo? Uh, Hellman's. Hellman's. Yeah. yeah. So the winner should do it <laughs> in a, like a Mayo. The Mayo tournament. Yeah. The yeah, um, rubber match. And then sometimes you're like, huh, there is the Tony the Tiger. Uh, uh, Sun Bowl, <sighs> which makes me think maybe Kellogg's isn't really wanting to hang their name on a lot of things <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, so, like, let's let's send Tony out there. <laughs> People still like Tony, right? <laughs> he still pulls well. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I also, I, I he's did... like friend taking the fire. Like, yes, yeah. Um, the uh, there's the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Yeah, so Barstool Sports. If you're going to have yeah. Barstool Sports, you should go to Arizona. <laughs> yeah, um, to do them. That's like the the single A version of the Jimmy Kimmel sponsorship. <laughs> where I'm like, ah, it's not quite as funny those those guys. And then it's just interesting those who choose to uh, sort of back end the promotion mm-hmm. with a presented by mm-hmm. again so like yes the myrtle beach bowl was presented by tax act mm. uh, so maybe they just wanted a little space for myrtle beach yeah i i, I think that like i kind of miss the the tie-ins like 
way back when, like, and maybe they still do sponsor it, but was like the Fiesta Bowl was presented by Tostitos. Mm -hmm. And you're like, that makes sense. It's Fiesta. You know, like, there's a tie-in there. It's when we get into the more esoteric ones that we're like, what are we even doing? And this one just made me a little nervous that the Military Bowl is presented by Paraton, which is basically like Homeland Security, uh, (laughs) you know... uh, Information technologies kind of thing. So like Halliburton? Yeah, basically. a little bit. Yeah. So uh, everyone who plays in the game gets chipped, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, that's taking the connection between the military and football uh, a little further than I uh, than makes me comfortable. That's fine. Um, but they, you know, they, they classed it up for, we do have the college football playoff. Yeah. Um, and they were wise to make sure that at least two of the bowl games get you mm-hmm. to the championship. So uh, one game is it's the Goodyear Cotton Bowl mm-hmm. uh, uh, classic. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, great. Totally. And then the Capital One Orange Bowl. Yeah, again, major uh, brands right there. Uh, no yeah. snickering uh, throughout the game. Yeah, exactly. At least not for that reason. Uh, that's great. Um, I uh, thank you, Tom, for bringing those. It's always a delight every year to talk through um, talk through the bowl games. All right. Uh, so yeah, we were. Um, Talking about bowl games, we've got most of those happening over the next couple of yes. weeks. Um, you know, we did uh, lead the segment with a lot of different sporting events that are trying to, you know, figure out how to do sporting events. Mm-hmm. Um, but our friends at the Buncombe Asheville Regional Sports Commission were able to pull off a sporting event this past week. They were. Uh, we had Dem Brentford on a couple of weeks back, and uh, he uh, previewed the big grapple. Yes. Which was this a big high school wrestling tournament that was uh, a regional uh, uh, that was to happen at the Harris Cherokee Center, and uh, you know they're really excited about uh, what that was. So like you know it was on our radar, and then uh, people were finding out more and more. If you're Facebook friends with me and you post about something sports related, <laughs> I'd be like, "Ooh, want to go talk about that?" I will hunt you down and drag you to a radio station. So yeah, a, a, a fun thing. So uh, Jen Russo is a former student of mine. I, I teach improv classes here in town, and uh, uh, you know, a great student and uh, a really a talented actress and otherwise. She was posting that she was working as a scorer uh, during the tournament and just uh, how crazy and specific it was to get to view this really well-executed event from from ringside. And I said, would you please come on? Yeah, and, that's uh, enough for and, us. And, and yes. share your experience. And, yeah, she was like, well, it's, I, I, you could talk to the organizers. Like, no, I know you, and yeah. I want to hear what you have to say. Yes. We heard the commissioner, <laughs> Temp's great, but I want to hear what was it like to work as a volunteer. So reached out, and hooray, Jen said yes and agreed to join us in studio. So we have with us Jen Russo. Hey, Jen, thanks hey. for being on Run That Back. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, it's fun. Um, we're really glad you're here. So, uh, yeah, we want to hear about what your experience was to uh, score the, the the weekend tournament and many, many matches. And we'll, uh, Demp was nice to provide some statistics on that. But we'll just start with uh, who you are. So uh, uh, where did you grow up? Yeah, I am from a small town uh, west of Rochester, New York, what? called I'm Spencerport, from, New York. I'm from Buffalo, New York. No way. Yeah, how oh, about that? Small world. <laughs> Sp- I, I don't know that town. What did you say, Spencerport? Spencerport. Yeah. Yep, it's a small village, and it's right on the Erie Canal. Yeah. Like a lot of the port cities mm-hmm, along sure. the canal. And we, when I was in high school, back in 91, mm-hmm. uh, we did not have a football team at the time, so... My interest in wrestling started just by following the team. I was a sports fan 
and a sports player myself, and so many of my friends were school athletes, mm. and any of the guys who would normally have played football mm. would be on the wrestling team. Wow. Um, Spencerport has a long history of successful wrestling. Um, I'm very proud of it, and I had to look back a little bit about some statistics, but um, it's neither here nor there what number of state champions we mm-hmm. had, but wow. there were people I knew, so that was really exciting. Yeah. It was something we did every weekend. So there was enough state champions to be like, I can't count that many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there are ones I've heard of and right. then ones that happened during my four years yeah. there. So it it's a tradition in for that school, for that town to be like, this is what we do really well. Yeah. This yeah. is um, what draws the most fans mm-hmm. um, are coming to wrestling meets, which Coming to Asheville as a parent of a um, student at Asheville High and Asheville Middle School, there wasn't really this big um, town draw, this mm-hmm. town feel. Spencerport's only 3,600 people. Mm-hmm. And so you almost had the whole town wow. coming. Um, wrestlers that I knew had dads that wrestled mm-hmm. and brothers and uncles. So it was really thinking about uh, wrestling and being invited on your show really was nostalgic to me. It made me think about home and um, just uh, what we do with I'm, our parents. I'm feeling a sports documentary here. A yeah. little, little 30 for 30 on the town that made wrestling. Well, it, yes. it, it's true. I was just thinking about that of like how there are like uh, like little villages in France that do like a specific kind of wine, you know, mm-hmm. and like that's the only place in the world that you can do it. I mean, Spencerport kind of is like wrestling's our thing that's right that's right and you know you talk about um wrestling with anyone from up there they've heard of the little town of spencerport um and the coach that he worked for our school system for 28 years and he's kind of a legend up there everyone wanted to wrestle for him was he the kind of coach that also like taught math and everybody had him in math or not? No, he was a uh, PE teacher. <laughs> yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's usually the right. default, but sometimes it's better. Work. So he's now like, carry the damn denominator. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Um, uh, well, very cool. And, um, and then uh, you uh, find yourself with an opportunity to, to volunteer and be a scorer. Were they like, so this is how wrestling is? You're like, uh, actually, I come from the birthplace of wrestling. And- <laughs> So were they surprised to have someone who actually you know had a good familiarity yes. with the sport? Yes, especially um, a, a female. Sure, mm-hmm. reach out to them. So um, I met Demp uh, last year, two years ago, when the Fed Cup came. Yeah, out. yeah, sure. And I volunteered for the tennis tournament mm-hmm. in the Harris Cherokee Center. And um, so when I was scrolling through things that were coming up at the um, the. Harris. I was looking at um, shows and concerts, and then I saw this great Smoky Mountain Grapple Mm -hmm. coming in 2021, and I reached out to the volunteer coordinator for the Fed Cup, and I said, Mm -hmm. how do I get involved? I just love wrestling. Mm -hmm. And let me caveat that by, I don't have a son who wrestles. (laughs) I just have a love of the sport. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, And going back into high school, we hosted a tournament every December. It was similar. Um, there was uh, probably about 20 schools that came. Mm-hmm. And um, I was recruited to keep score at the tables. 
It wow. was all manual. You flipped the score, mm-hmm. the plastic vinyl mm-hmm. uh-huh. score numbers over, and you walked out onto the mat to tap the referee when it was time mm-hmm. the period was over. Mm-hmm. So I had experience doing it. And the traditional um, wrestling season in high school, when is that? It's winter. It's winter. It's so winter. does it start usually in December, like that tournament that you're talking about? Is that like a kickoff um, to the season kind of thing? It was not a kickoff. It was in the middle of the season. Okay, got it. Um, yeah. But I think it started probably you know, right after the fall mm-hmm. soccer season ended got it. and went into November. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. So we can give some of the numbers uh, on this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so uh, when they first started, they had 12 teams. Uh, this past time, they had mm-hmm. 29 uh, boys team. They had 32 last year, uh, the, the last year before COVID. So they lost a few teams, but still, that's a lot. So they had, yeah, 256 boys um, uh, participating uh, and, and 76 girls from uh, 26 teams uh, uh, on 10 different mats. Uh, and as it played out, um, the Robinsonville won the boys tournament, and then West Henderson walked away uh, with the uh, the girls tournament. So um, again, uh, Demp was talking about they they want this to continue to kind of feed itself. Just like oh really? So he mentioned they even had some schools travel a little bit of distance to participate because they're like there's nothing like that going on here. So it's worth it to make a drive to get that tournament feel. Um, you know, we all loved uh, Cobra Kai, whatever. But again, just that that sense of, um, y- y- you know, literally entering the arena. It's not just a one-off. It's not just an after-school thing. Like, oh, is that going on? So like, no, yeah. you are coming for a tournament. It was uh, impressive. They had 10 mats on the floor. Yeah. And yeah. Um, parents and fans were up in the stands. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool. It must have been to walk into that arena and just look around as a wrestler. And yeah, it's a big event space, biggest in Asheville in that capacity. Uh, th- for me, as just a citizen of Asheville, it was also cool because I was doing some holiday shopping downtown. Uh, you know, the bridge was closed off. Oh, what's going on here? And then seeing all the buses lined yeah. up on the bridge over that. And you've always commented on that with the Southern Conference mm-hmm. basketball tournament where you're like, yay, it's time for SoCon because the buses are on the bridge. Mm-hmm. But it, I was like, oh, same feeling, except it had more of a like a small town feel because it was all like school district buses, mm-hmm. you know. And um, yeah, it, it just looked really cool as a Asheville resident, you know. Um, great. So w- there's a couple things I want to cover, which is the the experience and also uh, the you know what what you were asked to do. So I'm I'm going to start there for now. So yeah, so you were asked to to score the events um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so, uh, what are you recording, and and you know, and what are they working towards? You know? Sure. Um, so, the each scorekeeper sits at one of the ten mats, and there's a table there with a, a laptop computer. That mm-hmm. was new for me; mm-hmm. that it was all electronic. So, we would um, watch each period of the wrestling match, and we would record on the laptop what the referees' points were mm-hmm. based on what was happening on the mat. Mm -hmm. Um, I always had a partner next to me, Mm -hmm. and um, he or she would uh, recount what the ref was saying so that if I got hung up on the the laptop, we would be a a team. Mm -hmm. And then a third person, of course, would go out and tap the the ref when period time was up. Um, So we would score. We probably did, um, I don't know, like... 
maybe eight matches in a row, and then a referee would change, and then a new school would come. And um, we always posted on our scoreboard what match was coming up next. So you'd have boys and girls coming and warming up, taking off their sweatshirts and sweatpants Mm -hmm. and getting ready for their match. Um, So it was a lot of fun. Um, I told the organizers that I was available all weekend. Use me however you wanted to. So before the matches started, each wrestler has to come in line Mm -hmm. in weight class order and weigh in. They can't be more than one and a half, two pounds over their weight class. So I was a a Mm weigh-in person, a checker. Yeah. And you were making sure that they weren't like... I don't know, carrying something to make them heavier or yes. anything like that. Yes. Or like, you know, a lot of wrestlers need to make weight. Yes. So they so, might be carrying a spit can or something to just get rid of any extra wow. liquid they had. Mm-hmm. I think I saw, because yes, I went to your Facebook page as well, and, and you were like, yes, and nobody got naked in line too. <laughs> That's right. A lot yeah. of my high school guy friends who wrestled commented about, me doing this and how it seemed natural <laughs> and really cool. Um, and the people that I know here may not think it's that cool, but I think, you know, going back into my hometown friends, yeah. they get it. Yeah. They get Very it. cool. And then uh, the, the question is, I think you had mentioned sometimes you will see where, uh, you know, a girl has qualified to wrestle in a, in a boys group. Did, yeah. did, did that happen at all? In the, yes, in the it did uh, uh, right in front of me. And, um, it was pretty impressive. Um, the boys and the girls are all in the same weight classes, mm-hmm. so they're they're not outweighed weighing each other by okay. any means. Right. But um, you know, the guys have a their upper bodies are a little bit stronger than the girls, and but the girls have the a lower center of gravity, mm-hmm. so their hips move mm-hmm. a lot better. Um, and so it's pretty evenly matched. Uh, I was very impressed, and I had not seen. Um, as so many girls wrestle that I did that day, there were girls in the lowest weight class, 106, but you just can't be over 106. Mm-hmm. When I was doing the weigh-ins, there were girls down at you know 95 pounds and ah. um, wrestling boys up to 106 as well. And then there were girls in the, the heavyweight class mm-hmm. as well. So And was was girls wrestling a part of your town's tradition as well, or was it pretty much exclusively male. No, uh, it was exclusively male, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure um, when girls were allowed to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And um, that I saw that when I would watch the Asheville Middle School competition. Right. So it's within the last four or five years that I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did learn from our volunteer coordinator that um, 33 states in the U.S. have sanctioned uh, girls wrestling as part of their... Um, schools offerings yeah, totally with cool. money and funding and uh they're wrestling at the varsity level north carolina is not one of those 33 states mm. so those girls who are at Asheville or robbinsville or wherever they are um they're most likely on the boys team mm-hmm. or a club team of their own sure right mm-hmm. uh, uh, that's fascinating that's so cool that's why yeah. we, we again we reached out and you're like i, I mean i'm not an expert like you are so much more of an expert <laughs> We are back here on Run That Back. We're talking about the Great Smoky Mountain Grapple um, and with Jen Russ. Uh, first of all, the name is great. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to just say that. I think we said it with Demp maybe, but Great Smoky Mountain Grapple, the grapple, 
Oh, love it. Mm-hmm. I just need to say kudos to whoever came up with that. Nice branding. Nice branding. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're talking to Jen Russ, who was uh, a scorer for a, a good part of the weekend, uh, scoring uh, many of the matches. And so, yeah, we'll just get now to, to some of the specifics from the weekend. And you know, do, you, do you just remember uh, any particular match or a, any team that sort of uh, caught your attention? Yeah, the one that comes to mind is when I was doing the weigh-ins, and mm-hmm. every team had to come in with their coach, and I was really uh, aware of the Cherokee team, mm-hmm. and they were they brought girls and boys uh, to the to the grapple, and they were just really supportive of each other. Mm. They all seemed to like each other. Um, other teams came in, and was, it was that Cherokee quite, High School? Yes. Okay, got it. Yeah, I'm not sure the exact name of it. Yeah, but they were from. Uh, the it. Cherokee Nation. Oh, so they're from the Koala Boundary. Uh, that's awesome. Okay, cool. Got it. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, someone can call in and correct uh, me. Yeah, so, yeah, we can figure that out. Okay. <laughs> um, but some teams would come in and they would have um, stayed in a hotel the night before and mm-hmm. then just come in super tired, mm-hmm. um, not really talkative, but the Cherokee team seemed to be really in good spirits. Oh, that's cool. Um, I remember one uh, young lady came in. She was the only representative from her school, mm. and the school was called Freedom High School. She yeah. came with three coaches, and I, I'm not sure if anyone was her parent, um, but there were three guys that came with her, and she came in second place in her weight class. Wow. Check that out. She wow, was, so like a one-person team. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if there was a boys team somewhere else, Yeah, um, but... She stood out to me. That's awesome. Like mm-hmm. when they do the uh, opening ceremonies at the Olympics and one person's clearing the yeah. flag and it's just them. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Good, um, good for you. Well, uh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, very cool. And I'm just going to circle back to again to try, mm-hmm. to, try to learn more. Um, so in scoring, is, is there a kind of an aggregate point total that they're working towards? Um, or can a match be um, kind of stopped because of a pin? Yes. So uh, in general, there are three two-minute periods mm-hmm. in a regulation match if um, if they're not like going for a third-place consolation round. Mm. But a normal match starts mm-hmm. off with two, uh, three two-minute periods. And um, there are, there's no limit to the number of points you can score. Um, a lot of times the score... Uh, for instance, um, there are a couple of moves that result in points. Mm-hmm. Um, if one wrestler takes down uh, onto the mat um, the other wrestler, mm-hmm. the offensive wrestler would receive two points for a takedown. The defensive wrestler on the bottom, if he were to um, escape and remove himself from that um, uh, situation, mm-hmm. uh, he would receive one point for an escape. If that defensive wrestler were to come out from underneath and come on top of the offensive wrestler, he would receive two points for a reversal. Mm-hmm. He would be in control at that point. And, and, and what would the ref say in that? Would the ref say reversal and you know to put in two points? Or is it like two points reversal for white? Or how does that all he work? He has um, different color wristbands oh. on each of his wrists, a green and a red. And this corresponding color is on the ankle band of each wrestler. <sighs> They're assigned when they approach the table. A green band goes to this student and the red band mm-hmm. goes to this student. And um, so when something is happening, the ref will be following with his eyes and scorekeepers just have to keep our eyes on him. Mm-hmm. He'll throw up uh, the number two with his hands and you'll know based on 
what color Got wristband it. he's holding. So smart. And then he'll do a, just like in any other sport in football, they'll do some sort of mime of uh-huh. you know, I'm rolling my hands back as a reversal. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, a takedown usually is a flick of the wrist. Uh-huh. And um, then... And Tom, wristbands. You love I wristbands. Love wristbands. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you could be a ref one day. I, I, I shall be. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to brag, but I was once voted referee of the year. Uh, All right. In the Hoyaku Soccer League. I mean, we usually have the trophy <laughs> up here. Roy. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Great prerequisite. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, so you can score points um, up in all of those periods. However, if there is a, a pin, mm-hmm. um, then that immediately shuts down the, the match and mm-hmm. it's over. doesn't matter how many points they had received. Um, uh, the, the match is over and the person who has been, who pinned the other person wins. Right. So you're never really out of it. Uh. No. Oh my gosh. We've seen so many uh, comebacks, like you were saying mm-hmm. during the break, that youth, you know, a one wrestler has scored you know 6-0 and it's 7-0 and he just keeps moving up and then the one on the bottom the defensive wrestler has this moment of just mm. getting out from mm-hmm. underneath and coming and pinning in a matter of seconds and a, a pin would involve both shoulders touching the mat for a yeah. certain amount of time yeah they have to touch uh, the mat for at least one second okay yeah so the ref at that point is pretty much laying on his stomach um, there's a if you've almost got them pinned and one shoulder's down and the other shoulder is up at a 45-degree angle, the ref is watching to uh, count how many seconds they're in that position. Mm. And if he gets to uh, two, there are some points for at least mm-hmm. two seconds. Mm-hmm. And then if he gets all the way to five, um, then there are three points given for that. So, so as a scorer, mm-hmm. um, you are neutral. Do yes. you find yourself getting into any particular team or, or uh, individual wrestlers? Um, or are you just so focused on the ref that that's really all that matters? Uh, yes. This time, using the laptop, mm-hmm. um, I had to really pay attention to the ref. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really time to just sit and watch. Right. Uh, but when you see those big heavyweights come up mm-hmm. and they're lifting the other one off of the ground yes. to take them down because they need a little bit more leverage to get each other down. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. My child's home school of um, Asheville High was there and it was hard not to root for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did recognize some of them from school. Yeah. One I, thing I wanted to mention that yeah. was really cool. For the first time I've uh, ever seen a female official. Mm-hmm. And that was very interesting. And we talked to her a little bit. Um, she was young. She was, um, I think, on the newer side. Mm-hmm. She was being observed by mm-hmm. another official. And she was telling us that she, her persona has to change when she steps out onto that mat. Because mm-hmm. these boys and some of the girls are bigger than her. Mm-hmm. All of the coaching staff are male. And she really had to feel like um, to earn their respect, she had to really be yeah. strict right. and um, a little bit more, sorry, a little bit less um, congenial with yep. the coaching staff as some of the male counterparts were. You have to be an authority figure. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and she wasn't, you know, of large stature. Mm-hmm. So they were a lot of times looking down at her. Yeah. But she, 
she held her own. I was very impressed by her. That's great. Mm-hmm. That was one of the few things she heard to me as a youth uh, soccer referee is uh, uh, mind the, f- the first time you blow the whistle, um, you know, make it count and make them know that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that you're here for a reason. So don't sort of like because <laughs> yeah. you know, if that's the case, then you know, you're done. Um, so you don't need to you know, overreact or anything like that. But just first call. Make it, make it, you know, make sure you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, make it good, make it loud, make it just certain. Um, and at least they're like, mm, no one's going to like you because you're the referee. Right. But at least they don't see you as an easy opportunity to uh, you know, take advantage of. Right, right. Um, well, this has just been fantastic. I mean, it's great. <laughs> yes. Um, so again, uh, just checking in with what Dem said. He, you know, again, they were just really proud of the event. Uh, there was a little like, unfortunately, this might be one of the you know, last sporting You're events right. for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole idea is that they're really trying to kind of simulate the, the tournament that happens down in Greensboro, um, and uh, you know, just really like the idea that uh, participants get to you know stay at home uh, and, and participate in, in, in something that that's that's you know, really at, at a top level. Um, so. It, um, it's you know it's not like oh it was cool but we have to drive all the way to Illinois to mm-hmm. kind of you know uh, and then turn around and come back um, now let's make the Illinois people drive here yeah um, so cool well I really feel like I have a good sense of, of what that was like w- without having been there so uh, uh, thanks for sharing your experience and hooray uh, lucky for them that you were like um, I I know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I think you need to pitch this documentary about your hometown, too. Oh, man. I could get a lot of people to talk about it. That's I mean, for sure. what a story. I think that's really cool, a town of 3,600 people that are like, yeah, we've been state champions like 40 times out of the last 100 <laughs> years or whatever it is. You know, that's that's pretty amazing. Thank you. Well, thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah. A lot more fun than I thought originally. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to have to be the expert. No, you, but you were. And it was great. Again, it was really a, a shared experience, uh, which is what we try to do. Like what it must have been like to, again, you know, sit in the uh, audience for something or actually get to, you know, participate yeah. as a score. Um, fantastic. And again congrats to uh, to Demp and the 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 sports commission for uh making this work and uh, it would seem uh, for years to come it'll continue to grow all right we've got just a couple of minutes um left there was this weird dynamic that we had over the weekend with the nfl you know forced to sort of postpone games yeah. reschedule games we saw that a lot last year as well um but it, it was just such an NFL thing where they're like, hey, look, we got football all week. You got two games on Monday. You got two games on Tuesday. Isn't this great? It was just so like, yeah, but the reason why, there, there are people literally dying of this thing, and this is the reason why, out of safety, not like, football, Ooh, more football. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, because the real perspective is I was all ready to uh, watch the That's right. Raiders play the Browns mm-hmm. on late Saturday afternoon, and uh, it was just a weekend of things getting canceled for a mm-hmm. Raiders, and so I was like, well, yeah. yeah, and then Monday was not a good time, but um that's okay yeah uh i had a circle i know i had some like stupid but it's like well thank you raiders um Mm -hmm. there were some upsetting losses along the way but you beat the browns and you beat the cowboys Mm -hmm. uh i'm just like thank you thank you thank you yeah thank you take it (laughs) thank you for giving me that like yeah you did (laughs) yeah you did Yes, um, and uh, my favorite team, the Buffalo Bills, uh, got to play our hometown team mm-hmm. of the Carolina Panthers. And 
yeah, it was kind of pro forma, it felt like. Mm. Um, like I was going in being like, Panthers have a good defense, above average defense, um, and um, and an offense led by Cam Newton, where I was like, we need to make this decisive. Like, yes. um, this cannot be a game where you're like, how are we doing this? You know, <laughs> and wanna, uh, how are we losing to this team? And um, w- the Bills did have a good turn right before the game because the Panthers kicker got injured in warmups. And then they were kind of like, all right, uh, anybody, anybody kick? You know, they're like, so they're doing tryouts for kickers, like in warmups for the game. And you could see like Robbie Anderson shanking something, right. you know. And so already, like, they have to be like, well, we're going for it on every fourth down inside the 40. So the, the former, the, the recently fired uh, Jacksonville Jaguars manager is just going around kicking. <laughs> yes, kickers Urban Myers. Urban yes. Myers is kicking other teams' kickers now. Yeah. Uh, it, it did. Uh, so the Bills took care of business. I was happy about that. Sets it up for a very big game against the New England Patriots with the AFC East on the line. Um, but there was this interesting stat. Cam Newton, the starting quarterback for the Panthers, has now lost 12 straight games as a starter for the Panthers. So he, there was uh, one, maybe two games where he's played where he wasn't a starter and they won. Um, like P.J. Walker started, I mm-hmm. think, and they won. But yeah, that's, that's a lot. Um, and that, in, that goes back to his first stint with the Panthers. Yeah. Well. Uh, you know, we, we talked a fair amount about Cam, and he is a, an entertaining figure. And when he was great for the Panthers early on, that sure was, again, just good sports TV. But now you watch, you're like, ooh. Yeah. Should, should the ball bounce like that? Like way short of the receiver? Is, I, I know. Is that supposed to happen? I know. Um, and I don't mean that in a snarky way. You're just sort of like, uh, oh, like uh, you just don't see a lot of other quarterbacks kind of doing that kind of thing. Um, and, so there's just yeah. you know, a, a, something has uh, either depreciated or got injured along the way where it's, it's, it's just not firing on the cylinder that you need to happen to be successful I think in the NFL. Yeah, I, I mean, I think injuries have worn down. He's just not the same guy as he was. You know, he still has the ability to scramble. Sure. He's a large man, though he doesn't quite have the bulk that he that he did when he came into the right. league. And he's very fast and nimble for that tall of, a, uh, of an individual. But yeah, there is... In my mind, going into the game, not trying not to say it out loud, of like, we can't lose to this team. This guy is compromised, right. you know, athletically. Like, this, this can't happen. Uh, but what is fun is there are three games left, and so many teams still yeah. have some shot at the playoffs, including the 7-7 seven and seven Las, Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Um, so that is just sort of fun that there is, um, you know, a lot of reasons for teams to be like, well, I mean, if somehow we won all three games. Who knows? You yeah. Know? Hooray. Yeah, I, I mean, the NFL loves this, yeah. you know, as just like all of this can happen. And because of the extra week, I feel like there's it just adds to the chaos a little bit more where people are doing playoff scenarios. I'm like, why are we even trying to do this? You know, they were doing it going into this last week. And I'm like, we still have four games to play and everybody plays everybody and everybody basically has the same record. So, Woo-hoo. Thanks for listening to Run That Back. We'll see you next week.